Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word "Do Good Better" at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey everybody, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby, and with me, Abby Furchner. You did it. I'm the first. Try. Nailed it. I don't think people uh, realize that it takes us about three takes before I do. At a minimum, three takes. <laughs> Say my name correctly. And a lot of practice before we even push live. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It's Thursday, which means it's just Abby and I talking shop about all things uh, fundraising and nonprofit work and uh, coming to you with a different topic every mm-hmm. single week. And it's just us. It's no other groups. We're just kind of hearing what we hear, boots on the ground, um, what's going on, and sort of topics that we hear, we address, and bring it to you, the listening and or viewing audience here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Everybody here and today, what, is, what are we talking about today on the podcast? Oh, okay. So can I explain a little bit? Please. I'm just going to explain a little bit how we came up with this idea. I would like it. Okay. And by we, I mean you. Me. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you should know, this week is our late summer seminar series. Yes. We're recording that right in the middle of... This brand yes. new series that we just rolled out live. Correct. Every single day. Correct. Yes. So every single day from noon to 1.30 this week. So you'll be listening to Thursday. So from noon to 1.30 and then mm-hmm. Friday from noon to 1.30. Uh-huh. Tune into our Facebook page. We're doing live trainings. We're bringing in guest experts to talk about certain things that might not be either talked about a lot in nonprofits or some what we're hearing from clients, questions that they have, we're bringing in experts to answer those questions for them in a presentation. It's been super great, super fun. I've loved every second of it, but here's the but. Mm -hmm. You don't plan, well, at least I didn't because I'm a newbie and I don't know how this works still. I didn't plan for a possible life happens moment, speaker can't make it. Yes. So you did have that moment. I did have that moment, which we get it. We get with COVID. You got to be flexible. Family first. Family first. Happens things all the time. Just Correct. sometimes life happens and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't pan out the way you think it's going to pan out. Yes. And so I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? It all worked out. It was awesome. Tuesday ended up being great. Mm-hmm. But as I was leaving Tuesday's seminar, mm-hmm. I was thinking in my head about how a lot of the times when people, when I was back in my TV days, back when I was someone, (laughs) um, people would, people would ask me, do you rehearse? Like, do you have a script that you've fallen on? And my response was always, no, I just kind of wing it. And then when we talk with, um, our clients about going and meeting donors or getting sponsors and things like that. A lot of times in my head, I'm like, you just got to wing it sometimes. You just got to just go and do it and just wing it, see how it goes, see how it feels. And so going back to my original story, when I was leaving the seminar, I was thinking, man, maybe I should build, you know, a little 
a little course, a little presentation around how you just wing it, because there's a how, I guess, to it. <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, there's a how to just winging it. And uh, next time that happens, I can just pull that out of my hat. I like it that you have, yeah, well, this is your first event that you have been Correct. sort of put in charge of. Mm-hmm. This is your baby. Yes. We, you know, we came up with the idea and then you just kind of ran with it. And I said, I, I don't want to, this is yours. Yep. Um, and it's funny how much you scripted because you have to in virtual mm-hmm. event settings, you have to script, you script down to the minute, not like the guesstimate amount of time. Right. Here's what slide you're going to do. Here's your slide deck. Here's your perfect mm-hmm. PDF ebook. Here's your, everything's got to be perfect. And everything that we actually teach clients is to follow your gut instinct and just know enough to be dangerous and go authentically and organically, except for the fact when you have some sort of crisis hit and then now you're in pure, I'm going to just fly by the seat of my pants, improv style. Correct. Explain to me, because you walked in, we, we had a crisis. It was like a 2.30. Yeah, 2.30, but the day before. And we said, listen, you can't make it, blah, blah, blah. And then we had a meeting at three. Yep. So we couldn't talk about it because we had a client in front of us. <laughs> and in my whole, in my brain, I was like, focus on what's going on. Yep. But in the back of my brain, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, right. What am I going to do tomorrow? Yep. And then at four o'clock, we sit down and we actually put a game plan together. Yep. And within, I would say 12 minutes, we got it together. Mm-hmm. It, walk me through your brain. You have to, you had 90 minutes from uh, acknowledgement of issue right. to problem solving mode. Right. What is your brain like? Because I'm sure there's a lot of nonprofits out there like people who just plan events in general who have to fly by the seat of their pants. They have to adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. Walk me through your mental process because I guarantee it's like everybody else. Oh yeah. So, uh, at two 30, I was like, Oh, beep, what am I going to do? Yep. That's literally my first thought. I was like, I don't, I don't have anything prepared. I can't come up and build a PowerPoint 90 minute presentation in a night and rehearse it and be ready. Yep. So going through my head, I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was going down the rabbit hole a little bit of like, oh my gosh, all of our social promos, what are we going to do? This is the workbook. What am I going to do with the workbook? And so I was like kind of panicking for a good, like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. That was the first part of my brain. But then I started to think, okay, who else do I know in this realm in the marketing world? I need to go back for just a second. Okay, because going you, back. Well, because you 10 minutes of just pure panic, holy crap, what the heck have we had happened? Right. A lot of people can't get out of the, oh my God, what happened? I'm going to give up sort of thing. So where's the pivot there? Pivot, pivot. Pivot. Where's pivot. the pivot into, okay, I've acknowledged something's going to happen. I'm going to move. Where, where did you learn the skill set? Because that is oh. now almost as important as, as sort of performing on the fly, yeah. or whatever. It's the conscious effort or it's the conscious understanding that you have to do something mm-hmm. rather than just flounder and just give up or throw up your hands and stop. Yeah. Um, I, I never thought that that was like a skill to have. I thought just it's everybody kind of did skill. that. Um, so I, I panicked. <laughs> I panicked and then... I would say I was like, okay, well, we have to figure. I just started thinking in my head, you have to figure it out. The show must go on tomorrow. It's funny how that phrase has completely different meaning in the theater, but it also has exactly the same meaning as it does 
whatever you do, business, fundraising, whatever, the show must go on. Right. What happens if you don't? It, what happens if you just have to give up the ghost and you don't have five days, but you have four days and oops, we just didn't have a thing. Right. The whole momentum shifts. shifts. And I didn't want, okay, so, okay, I'm glad we're, we're backing up. So yes. I panicked. I panicked. Okay. And I would be lying if I said I panicked for 10 minutes. I would say I panicked for like a good half hour. It's fair. <laughs> you can. I kind of went down just exaggerate. like this. Loopy, this is the loopy, magic, loopy loop. This is the magic of uh, social media. We can yeah. exaggerate all you want. I panicked for a good half hour. And then we went into our meeting. <laughs> so I, I went into the meeting panicked. Yeah. And I was it's like. a great way to go into I, I was like in the meeting. And after the meeting got done though. I think the thing that I first thought of was, okay, tomorrow has to go on. I don't want to cancel it because it's going to mess up. I would, I would rather have me just stand on stage and talk about something than cancel a day. So I was like, the show must go on. We can't cancel it. We, we just need to figure out how we're going to replace that speaker or switch people around. So that's kind of how I calmed down a little bit. And then we try to figure out how to switch people. I started to panic again because schedules just weren't working. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. So, but I think again, going back, cause I think you're racing through this because your whole brain system is now working in overdrive. And I think what you, what you did and look what I was witnessing, cause I'm sitting there right next yeah, to I you while you're sort of trans your, your brain's going through transaction is in order to reduce any sort of panic, you have to have some sort of action to do something forward. If you don't have some sort, even if you don't have a game plan, right? as long as you are moving forward, you're right. doing something and not sitting idle. And if you're sitting idle, you have zero ability to get out of your own way, yeah. get out of your own headspace. Holy crap, it's my fault or whatever. Whatever thing you want to have in your rattle around your brain, the minute you made the decision that you need to make a change, your whole attitude changed, your whole system shut down and you got into like, we're going to go save this thing mode. Yeah. And you, and it was very producer esque. (laughs) It was very, I'm going to adjust on the fly esque, Mm -hmm. but there was no more panic. It was now I'm, I'm determined to do this. And I think a lot of fundraisers to kind of go back into our wheelhouse of of who we're kind of serving is like a, like a lot of uh, fundraisers will say, Oh, our event got canceled or Oh, COVID-19 canceled our event. And they stop. They don't move forward. They just wait for somebody else to tell them what to do. And they go and they, they build up this, uh, this sort of anxiety right. of fundraising, anxiety, yeah. putting these things together. And the danger is, is they don't do anything with that. Mm-hmm. And so what you did was you just made the turn and said, okay, we got to do something. And your movement forward allowed you no time to worry about anxiety. What happens if it doesn't happen? Now your anxiety got shifted to something more positive, which is let's go make this happen. Right not wait for it to right. itself Right. Well, up. and I kept hearing my stepdad in my head and my stepdad would always say, complaining isn't going to do anything. Complaining isn't going to do anything. Yeah. Complaining isn't going to solve anything. Mm-hmm. And so instead of complaining about, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? It was just like, we're going to fix yeah. this. Here's how we're going to move forward. So I started then thinking about other people that were kind of in this wheelhouse mm-hmm. and it just kind of clicked with me. Mm-hmm. who I think would be able to do this in literally 12 hours and we got to figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes you just, and sometimes you just have to wing it. Like we got on stage 
And I was like, I have five questions that are prepared. I'll bounce off of what you say. Yeah. Like that, that was our, that was our conversation before going live. And I think that is where I think a lot of nonprofits can relate to is that they're having a conversation with a donor, if they're having a conversation with some sort of sponsor or whatever, right. is that, yeah, you can go in with a core of a bunch of questions, but you have to listen in order to get the cues mm-hmm. to have a conversation rather than I've got an order in which I'm going to do things. And if things don't, don't go by the book, I have no other path. Yeah. And so using your talent for improv which by the way, if you're ever in theater or you're a theater kid and you did improv or you were forced to sort of like come up with lyrics on the fly to a song or whatever that is, that's an unbelievably yes. positive skill in the nonprofit world, in the event planning world. It's just a skill set that I would encourage everybody to do, uh, to take on. Um, but more importantly, it, thinks it, it forces you to think creatively mm-hmm. and listen so that you can react and build content out of that. Right. And no, I really agree with that. Um, don't focus so much on your questions. Yeah. Like I think I maybe asked two or three questions and then the rest, I just kind of, I was listening to what Paul was saying and kind of where he was going down. And I was like, Oh, that's a really interesting thing you just said. Can you like elaborate on that some more? So when you're sitting with a donor, they might be, they might be telling you this really awesome story that could, you could really hit home with but you're so focused on what your next question is that you totally miss it. Yeah. And so, yeah, have your questions, but literally have them like tucked away yeah. and just ask that first one that you really want to ask mm-hmm. and just have a conversation. Yeah. The more fluid, the more comfortable they're going to feel and the more comfortable you're going to feel because it's going to turn into a conversation, not a Q and a. Yep. That's it's brilliant. I know. And I, I think a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit or they worry too much about perfection mm-hmm. in order just to go with the flow, mm-hmm. even though they totally understand the material, they totally understand the content, but they just don't trust themselves enough to have a conversation that feels natural if they don't have a, a, a bunch of questions or it didn't go by the script or they did. And then they freeze right. rather than just going in the moment and right. having that. And I, and I, I, I understand because we were actually talking about this, this, about this. Wow. What was that? <laughs> About this, this morning when I was over at the mobile pro studio. Yeah. Um, and I, I do get a little nervous doing the intros. I know they're like little snippets of mm-hmm. the whole seminar, but like, I get a little nervous just because it is different than TV in a sense where like, I'm talking to more, um, I would call it like elite like business business people they're like here for a reason they want to learn they have great organizations where sometimes in news I was um like when I was doing like fun events like the bounce houses I was like woo. so it wasn't as like professional Mm -hmm. um so I get very nervous in more high pressure professional settings if that makes any sense at all um so I get going to meet a donor. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, I have to be super professional. I have to be super serious. We need this money, blah, 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 blah. Try to not, because Monday I was really nervous for you. Yesterday and uh, today I just kind of winged the intro. Mm-hmm. And it felt so much more authentic and it just felt so much more relaxed. So just try to go into those meetings. Yes, this is professional. Yes, we need this money. But hey, if you just have a great conversation with them and you don't get to it that day, the number one rule, 
always make an ask, ask for another meeting. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you, yeah, exactly. So I know, I think it is, I think it's more authentic. I think it's natural. I think it is, um, clever because you're not, you're not, you're not sticking to something that sounds robotic. Um, and that takes very little skill at all, except for listening and then just mm-hmm. reacting in your gut instinct, because right. you know that you're in this position as a fundraiser or a nonprofit, you know, you're passionate about it. You know, you're not going to make too many mistakes. You're not talking falsehoods. You're not making lies up about whatever your organization is. Right. You're just going with the flow and, and you're improvising. Do you know how cool it would be if every time you meet that donor, you always ask them for money and this time you just listen to them and hear what they have to say. Hmm. Interesting concept. Like, Hmm. I wonder where I learned that from. Boy, I wonder too. Uh, mm. I wonder who came up with oh, that. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, this is really good. I, I really think that a lot of people are going to relate to this in particular because of the inability of people to just believe in themselves that they can go and just make an ask or make a move or make a conversation or go with the flow of something that goes wrong. And if you're in the event business, things are inevitably going to go right. wrong. And it's just how you are prepped is important but it's how you deal with the situation. You cannot dwell on it. You got to do something to move forward because at least it gives you something to concentrate on and harness your anxiety to something to fix it Mm -hmm. rather than just dwell and say, I hope it goes away. Right. Kudos to you. And you've been rocking and rolling on the whole thing. It's been great. So exciting. Make sure you listen at noon today or yeah, today. Yeah. If you're not listening to this uh, on Friday and if you're listening to Friday, it's the same thing. Noon. Noon. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Documenting donor information is the most important thing you can do as a fundraiser, as a nonprofit organization. And hey, if you don't know where to start and try to figure out where and what system to get, go to DonorDoc.com. DonorDoc is the CRM system, the donor database system. It has wonderful reporting. It has easy-to-use dashboards. Frankly, it's the greatest thing that you will have at your disposal as a fundraising organization. Go to DonorDoc.com. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.